This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Romans chapter 8 verse 28, before we take our seat tonight, let's read together. Romans 8, 28, and the Bible says, and we know. We know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Not everybody can talk like this. Not even every Christian can talk like this. But there's a group of people. <laughs> we know that all... How many things? <laughs> Glory to God. All things. What is the name of all? Work together. So, what is working for us is not one thing. Combination of things. For good, not for bad. <laughs> you see... If Satan can understand the scripture, he will stop attacking God's people. All things work together for good to them that love God. That's the key thing there. They love God. And to them that are called according to his purpose. How many people love God here? <laughs> Hallelujah. We can have your seats. They said, they said, <laughs> the reason why Jonah's message was very effective in Nineveh was because the people of Nineveh were worshippers of fish. That was the symbol of their idol, actually. They will carve the logo of a fish. Maybe there was a story behind that a fish won't deliver some of the ancestors. You know the way fetish people had they build a story around something. But in Nineveh then they were all worshippers of fish. So when they saw that a man came from the mouth of a fish, the message went in deeper. Now <laughs> Jonah thought of running away from God. One of the amazing things about God is that from any angle, once a man turns to God, he begins to use even the mistakes that you have made to work together. To work together. That's why the Bible said that if the prince of this world knew, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it's written, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, it has not entered into the heart of men. They think that God, see God in his mess, because he sees what Satan doesn't see. Satan is not omnipresent, he doesn't see everything, he doesn't know everything. Hallelujah. When Lester Sumner was very young, the tents. The mother was a praying woman, but the father was not born again. Let's say someone just grew up hating pastors. 
passionately. Because they will come to his house and the boy will say, Oh, we have a missionary in town, there's nowhere we stay. So I will tell him, the father just sort of loved the mom, but the father never believed in Christ. He just didn't like anything about God. But because he respected his wife, he would allow her to bring in missionaries, he will he will provide for their food. So and he will allow them to stay. But he said, I'm not going to church, but you see, for your sake I can do good things for them. So usually they will end up in Lester Sumner's room and on his bed and will sleep on the floor as a small boy. So the hatred was growing. And at times there will be little pieces of chicken, few pieces left. And the man will give those missionary and they will eat it. And the small boy will be getting angry. Like the widow that Elijah went to the house and said, make my food first. Every time I read this story, I wonder what the woman's boy was thinking of Elisha. Who came to the house, cleared their plates, and said he was a servant of God. I don't know what kind of servant Agbaya is this. Enter the food. But you see, <laughs> so one night they were having worship, and Lester Sumner went. Before then, he had beat up the son of one of the missionaries that he beat the boy blue black. Then, you know, he just hated, and as they were worshiping, he just found a place where the old electricity controlling the old arena was plugged. And he unplugged it. And light went off. And the preacher was trying to do it. So later the father was the one. And as he, you know, <laughs> then, okay, so after that he beat up the missionary's boy, but then by the time he was going to get to the house, preachers had gathered again, they joined hands and they were praying for Lester, and that annoyed him more. So I am now the prayer point. But see, when he was doing all that, <laughs> Satan thought he had found a boy. But he did not know where iniquity abounds, grace abounds much more. The same Lester went more than all those people praying for him. Because God, as he was slowly studying, and Paul stood there and saw them, enjoying the whole thing, God made up his mind. You see, Africans don't understand, or some places in Africa, the true meaning of vengeance. God's vengeance is not for a sinner to die. God's vengeance is for the sinner to take up the message and begin to spread it. When a man begins to justify something he was opposed, in the name of the gospel, heaven is blessed. So when they were putting their clothes on Apostle Paul's feet and he was enjoying it, the stone was still there. God just says, instead of me to destroy you for what you have done, how about we make you the next vessel? What Stephen could have done on that? How about you doing it many times over? Hallelujah. But there's something I'm going to now. There's something I'm going to now. And that is says, we know, we know, we know that all things. How do we know? So this is what you know for this one here. There is only one way to be able to make a statement like this. And tonight I'm also encouraging people that are going through challenges. In life, Jesus said in this world you will have tribulation. The Lord gives us the right attitude. In the midst of the storm, there is only one way. You must have heard from God. You must have heard from God. All a scripture must have been pointing in your heart. If not, you might just be playing the game. God might not be 
committed to what he has said nothing about. Are you following? So, the storms will not stop coming. But there are some Christians, no matter what is happening around them, there is that solid belief that is going to turn to a testimony and there no cause for alarm. That word we know, we are aware, we are so sure, it's a word bigger than faith. We are not faith in it. We are not trying to believe it. We have come to know, like you know, consciously and unconsciously that you are a woman or that you are a man. That all things work together. No matter the thing, at the end of the day, for a man who loves God and for a woman who loves God, the end result will always be those things will work together for God. There is a face before them, which is you are assured, you are fully aware, fully persuaded only when you have heard from God. And that is very important. Hallelujah. What Pastor Moni shared during um, Mercy Encounter, of course, all of us were praying with her at that time. If the document they gave her in American Hospital was as huge as this. About all because she was supposed to be swallowing maybe 8 to 12 pills, I don't know how many, every four hours for the rest of her life. But now she's not on one medication. Jesus took it all away. But see, when she was young and the thing started, the parents carried her to see Pastor Adebo. The father is a pastor with him. Pastor Adebo was walking. He just looked at her and said that she was about dying and said, she will not die and walked away. He did not even say, let his condition go right now. He just looked at the parents, looked at her and said that, no, it's not going to kill her. She will get out of it. See, when God has spoken, there are some situations that God will fix immediately. But I'm dealing with things that God will not fix immediately. But what gives you assurance is that there is a word for me that don't worry, son, don't worry, daughter, it is undoed already. Yes, Hallelujah. I was watching again uh, a particular ministry, and the woman came out. She was about 50 something when she gave birth after 27 years of waiting. But about the 14th or 15th year, she got a word that you, you will not be buried. She wanted the person to pray in Jesus' name, message everybody. The person just said the word that no. What did God say that, sister, you will not be buried? Don't worry, you will not be buried. And she accepted. It took another 13 years for that word to come to pass, but then she came to the altar with the children. At times, some storms will not go immediately. Somebody might be watching me, you prayed about your husband, about the child, and the stomach. Some storms will not go immediately. However, if you have received, this is why pressing, fellowshipping with God to get a word from God, there is no substitute for it. And this is what I'm being led to share tonight. I'm going to give you a story that happened in the Bible. Paul went through a storm in Mark 27. As they were journeying to Rome, he reclined on a particular type of wind, rose against their ship. For how many days, over 20 days or so, there was no light for one night. Even the shoe Paul a little or so. Then Paul began to pray. And this one we end with Philippians 4. Then I'm brethren, I want to say to everybody, don't watch things happen. 
pray. Hallelujah. And when you pray, there is something God will say to you. Once you have reached that state, something is going to happen. At times you might not guarantee how soon, but once he has spoken. So Paul told them, he said, there appeared to me an angel of the Lord. At 27, verse 25 precisely said, and I am persuaded, like we know that all things work together. He said that it shall be as I have been told. He said, Sirs, be of good cheer. I believe God that it shall be even as it was told to me. I want to say to everybody tonight, church, if you are praying about finances, if you are praying about marriage, if you are praying about health, you must get to a point where something must be told to you. When the angel finished speaking to Paul and vanished, the situation still didn't change. But if you read further, Paul took bread. Everybody, look, of course, when you see death, appetite will disappear. Except you have a problem. <laughs> Which, <laughs> you understand, appetite will disappear. But then, Paul began to eat. And he said, everybody eats. He said, I guarantee you, it will be as I've been told. That nobody in this ship will die. And I think there were 200 plus or so in this. She said, Not a single person will die. He said, It shall be told. It shall be as I have been told. And nobody died in that ship. The same Paul, I will show you another example. And that's for 7 Corinthians chapter 12. He said he had a thorn in the flesh. And he prayed about it three times. How do we? talk about this. See, everybody watching me will never understand why certain people like the one Evan John spoke about. He knows Evan John knows him very well. He went to God three times and God told him that no, it's not my plan for you to marry a man. He said the kind of mission you'll be doing, you will give a woman a take. Because he goes to regions where they kill Christians and they've never killed him and they've never gotten him once. And God said, now, you will, when you meet people like that, met a woman like that, the peace they have, you cannot understand because God didn't tell you that. And I'm sure you're happy that I didn't tell you that. <laughs> if God tells me like a death statement, I don't mind. Hey, hey, Lord. Ah, you know. But you see, because He has said that to them, you are the ones feeling for them. They don't feel for themselves. Because when God tells you to do something, grace to do will follow. With a word comes an impartation of grace. <laughs> Are you with me? Glory to God. Amen. So Paul said, he didn't tell us, and scholars have debated since only God knows what exactly was wrong with Paul. What, what was that thorn in the flesh? The Bible didn't talk about it. Some scholars said that he had visual problem. Because he said to a particular church that you love me so much, if it were possible, you would pluck your eyes to give me. It sounds, but he might just be talking. Uh, <laughs> but that's what I said. Because the Bible is silent about what he thought. What exactly? Somebody said that maybe he was impotent. Maybe that was why he never married. 
The Bible didn't say anything about what the thorn in the flesh was. But whatever it was, it was not something good. And Paul said that three times I begged God, I prayed. Second Corinthians chapter 12. Instead of God to remove that thing, Jesus only said to Paul that my grace, he said for this thing, go back, for this thing, for this thing. Please go back. For this thing, he called it, he refused to know what it was. I besought the Lord three times that he might depart from me. He said, but, verse 9. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in your weakness. He said, most gladly, therefore, I will rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Mm. In other words, God was saying to Paul that you are praying that this thing should go. Because you feel it will disturb certain things in your life. What about if it does not disturb? There was a preacher that was a stammerer that prayed for years for God to heal him of that thing, to be able to preach. And what the Lord said to him that, No, I'm not going to heal you. You will preach like that, but you will have more audience than those who speak eloquently. You know, grace is powerful. Somebody can say, Lord, bless me. Make me have a car and be in a good position so that the woman will say yes to me. And the Lord says that the finest and the best will say yes to you when all you have is leg wagon. Are you with me? Grace. <laughs> Hallelujah. That was what God told Paul that my power is made manifest in your weakness. That weakness that you want me to get rid of, I'm not going to take it away. But you know what? With it, will function better than without it. And Paul said, when I saw it, I began to rejoice in my infirmity. He said, for when I am weak, I am strong. In other words, where I'm supposed to be weak, I have seen people who did everything to punish their individuals. I'm not saying they should not have a better saying. But you see, sometimes when God wants to walk, it's amazing. It's amazing the workings of God. Somehow, the two people that laid the foundation of marriage in the New Testament were not married. Peter was married, John was probably. Why didn't God let them teach us on marriage? Why Paul, who never got married, and Jesus, who never married, were the two people that spoke about marriage? And those are the foundation on which marriage is built. It came from people that are not married. You see, you are limited, but the grace of God upon you is unlimited. Are you with me? Glory to God. <laughs> At times, people are praying for money to do something. And God says that what you need to do with money, I can do without money. Because money is not the only currency we spend, faith is a currency. Help of men is a currency. People can come into your life and get the job done without anything. There is a friend I've been, we've been praying to, yeah, we've been talking together, and God has given him an assignment and a ministry. He, he stays here in Lagos, and God told him to go to Abuja. And, you know, he's been, and he just called me two days ago. My son Abuja where I come from, so I was very happy. And a woman just walked out and said, There is something God is telling you to do. And you are wondering how it will be done. He said, Yes. He said, is it ministry? He said, Yes. The woman said, Okay, you know what? 
I have hotel. And in my hotel, we have venue. We have all. He said, I give you the all one year for free. He said, I give you this equipment, this one, that one, this one. Then he said that I have a BQ, a two-bedroom BQ. If you move your family from Lagos to the you and your wife and your children, I give you that BQ one year for free. I like that. Any Christian that is waiting on money, you are making a big mistake. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Are you hearing me? <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. But we know all things. That knowing comes from a place of praying and hearing from God. I want to say to Rosemary and Brethren tonight, spend quality time in fellowship that the information from the realm of the can be supplied to your mind and you know exactly what God is about to do he has not done it yet you are not bothered at all because you are prayed that's what we are talking about everybody is wondering what you are going to do next but you are so quiet and so peaceful about it because you know all things work together when I was in every person I do not serve in them and the Lord told me about this church and I called Pastor David from Kaduna. I said go to Lagos I said go outside the Kedja look for any hall in the Kedja tell the owner of the hall that the pastor that wants to rent the hall is in Kaduna when it is true with the service he will come around and that we will pay you after the first meeting he laughed and he said in this Lagos <laughs> number one the pastor is not the one show if he sends somebody number two we are going to pay after the first meeting what about if we after the meeting and he told the man, the man said, really? He said, okay, let's see. Triangle, where KFC is now, he had down that bridge. That was the all. About 50-seater all. Um, so we came there. So as we were worshipping, we were just doing every prayer meeting. The man stood at the door. <laughs> if you think you are smart. <laughs> and I talked to a group, so many, all my friends from UI, and then we have enough offering, I'll just give the man for the venue. But it turned out to be that we did not even have one third of the one quarter of the money. And it was at the back. And I was at the front. Finally, we shared grace. <laughs> the one said, Yeah, should we even not go past this place? <laughs> so, of course, I was using the late tactics. Counseling where there was no counseling. Just talking about the front of the church, you know, God is good. <laughs> and I will use a part of my heart to look at the man. And he just, you know, he, he just calmly, he was just waiting there. That when you are true with whatever you are counseling, there is no other door. This is the door. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> there was no room for pretending again. <laughs> the last person said, Pastor, thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> As I was going to meet the man, a lady just, I, he was waiting, I was, I was thinking of what to tell him. And I was coming. I you know, a part was trying to cycle me, I said, ah, what is it? Now? I didn't kill anybody now. Uh, yeah, okay, we will tell him that, see, we arrange that, we will pay another day. And I'm not on my work, don't worry, we will pay. Maybe, I just, as I was walking towards somebody just came between us, a lady, I just said, hey, ah, Sorry, I came late for the meeting. I was so it's over and I, I just collected salary and I was led to bring it here. She gave me the exact amount for the all. She told me the amount, so I didn't bother to do that. Oh, this is the amount. I just need the envelope with one hand and pass it with the other hand to the man. 
You know, it feels so good. So I looked at the man, you know, like, say, hey, how are you doing? You know, just... <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, you are going to get to a stage in your life that you do nothing except what you are led. That you try to hear from him. You can spend the next 40 years not losing one naira in investments. I don't use title of a prophet. I'm a pastor. Like will say, a pastor who hears from God once in a while. But I was 100% sure by the spirit of the problem of MMM. If I ask them to raise their hand now, people that I warned about MMM, some of them went ahead. We are people in this church who lost 2 million, 950, 1 point something. Which shouldn't have happened. Every one of them, the ones that are close to me, I just told them that, see, I don't know much about this. I've read about it. I said, but you know what? It's not going to end well. Yeah. Hallelujah. We are not people who just rush when others are rushing. Uh, if we are led, we will, we will get to this. He said, I'm the Lord that teaches you to profit and lead in the way that you should go. You can rush and put on. People can travel to a nation that will soon be destroyed. Believers have the opportunity of the, the thing that the Holy Spirit will not tell you why he's telling you not to go. But you must love him enough and trust him enough that whatever he says, Sometimes it's five years after you see the reason why he said what he said. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And men who function like God might not also tell you everything. When Baba Dibu was a very young pastor, he told us this story in camp. There was a senior pastor that just wrote him a letter threatening him, said all sorts, who do I use all kinds of abusing what are you think are, what is wrong with you? You think you are the only one? He said, when he saw the letter, he ran to Papa Kida of Miss House, the G.O. then. And he was reading the letter of Papa Kida And you know, being a professor, he was stressing those abusive words very well. To provoke Baba, and Baba was listening. When he was through, Baba said, hmm. He said, go and beg him. He said, sincerely, <laughs> he could not move. I think he said, wanted to enter the front of the guy, he sat at the back. He, he was just... And he says, sir, did you hear what I said? He said, Papa said, I have yes. I just said what you said. I said, go and beg him. When he drove to the man's house, and the man saw him, and the Baba is told, when he came down, there was a young man then. The man was scared. I come to beat him up. And he just went on his knees. I'm sorry. And the man was shocked. So the man started saying those words again. Useless, what do you think? And went on and on. Every word the man was just saying, I'm so sorry, sir. Just forgive me, sir. I was just a young being a young. I'm just finally when the man said I wasn't going to fight, he was going to beg all through. Hey, okay, can go it's over. Years after the man came to give a testimony that when he wrote that letter, he just decided to backslide and he said he made up his mind that he wanted to go to hell, but that he would take two people with him. The most vibrant young person and the Jew. Now the Jew knew by the spirits. All he told this young guy was that I see. He's looking for somebody to enter manless and strife. But he didn't explain all that. He just said, go and beg him. So when the man was restored, and he gave the testimony by himself on the stage, Baba just told Baba he just said, you see why I said you should go and beg him? Because in this world, some people, he just could to beg them. So they go their way. And he was shocked. At times, 
the Spirit of God and people full of the Holy Spirit will not give you the full reason. But you must trust to follow what the Lord tells you. Are you with me? As you pray about any matter, now efficiency, let me end with this one. Efficiency 4 from verse 6. I think we dwell on verse 7. Don't take any matter for granted. Listen to me, everybody. Somebody offers you opportunity to travel, to relocate, change your job, this one, that one. There's nothing wrong. But be sure that is what the Spirit of God is saying to you. People are taking decisions now that in the next 10 years. Now, this is not to say anything. We love and we are praying for our brethren who are in Ukraine. We love them, we honor them, we thank God for them. But you know that till December, nobody anticipated this. Because the tension has been there, Putin will talk for a while, but nobody knew that he would just move in. But now, as people are fleeing their schools, their homes, and everything, some have lost everything. And make no mistake about it, you can't recover some things on time. And nobody even knows how far this war will go. Supposing it spreads to the rest of Europe. I don't know. We are not praying for that. We are praying for peace. We are praying that the man should change his mind and just end the war. But I'm just saying that if that happens, then what happens to those who have traveled and then people begin to come back? I see people selling all their possessions here and going. You know, when it comes to traveling, Nigerians, and I'm not saying everybody, some have purpose. I mean, I pray for people here and I'm, I thank God for the, people. Some need to go and acquire more education and there's nothing on that. Please get what I'm saying. But when I see how desperate some people are about traveling, I see once they enter UK like this, they have entered heaven. And so man, they sell everything that belongs to them here, get an agent, do back and forth, even some Christian use some mundane method and lie about some things just to get out of the country. Who says prosperity is there? You know what shocks me most? Anytime I travel and I come back to the country, I see the number of whites, Chinese and Indian, typical whites, who are coming to the country. Where you see problems, they see investments and they are coming. How you get to what I'm saying? The Bible says your flesh shall not be missed. I see the Bible says people taking flight then. <laughs> there was no airplane then. But God's word is powerful. Your flesh shall not be missed. I'm saying that we are believers. God has a plan for each one of us. You must check with God whether any step you want to take is according to the plan. Otherwise, you walk into darkness and it might be very difficult to wander back. And that's happening to a lot of people. God's plan. Do you know, as I stand there speaking with you tonight, I have seen people got desperate about marriage and now they are married. And as they run in, they are looking for how to run. In fact, what they are looking for is a pastor that will just say, it's okay to divorce. And that night, they went the whole thing. So what was the point in the first place? Of not having children, neither here nor there. The mom is telling them terrible stories about the father. Is telling terrible story about the mom. Why was it? Why? Why in the first place? See, singles that I'm going to talk to on Sunday. There's a scripture I'm going to show you. I hope you will like it. <laughs> you see, when they asked Paul to write about singles, he said, "She that is unmarried is happy, and that when she's married, she will have trouble." Does that mean we should not mind? No. 
a lot of us are enjoying our marriage. I'm saying, but words are that will give you away. What I shared on Sunday, I was touched by how many people asked me for the message. In fact, uh, one prominent man of God said that I should send the message to him. I mean, this is a general of a particular ministry, popular. What was said that, that I mean, somebody said was the somebody later said I was going to send the message to him, and I because expectation. If I ask you now, what are your expectations about marriage? The moment you think it is someone's responsibility to make you happy, you are in trouble. Let God make you happy and let joy come from your heart. You cannot put it on somebody. Otherwise, you will wear the person out and when you do, he or she will react. Yes. What everybody are looking for is actually a cook, not a wife. What everybody are looking for is a sex toy. And it pains me when women cannot get all these things. It feels that there is need for a woman. The worst part is when some families are like that. Any woman they are so married is a potential slave. That's why they start questioning. So the first auntie did birthday, you were not there. Must I be there? <laughs> there is nobody in my family that will ask me. Any meeting I go for, that is even if you see me <laughs> But if I now go for one, maybe I do birthday. Yeah, so where is your wife? Sorry, I am the family member. After or two, I become one. Can't you see me? What of you she has decided to rest at home? I have represented the family. This is entitlement mentality. And when she comes, they expect her to now go and start serving. And that's how they begin. So, can you imagine his wife sat down, her mommy was sitting, almost a patini. I don't understand. Did you just serve as you are planning the party? You see, a good woman, a good woman will get up and help them do this. Don't, but what I'm saying is that don't make it an entitlement. I want to demand that from her. That the moment you see your sons or your cousin's wife uh, around, you start holding her around. Or you uh, go and give this food. If she wasn't there, wouldn't you give food to people? I mean, I just wonder. <laughs> we may check all these things before you marry you. Otherwise, you start suffering in silence. These things, education does not remove it. Does not remove it. It doesn't remove them. They are there. Some families can be as educated as anybody, but their attitude towards a woman does not change. You come in, his mom, his elder sister, even younger sister, they feel that they have found a person that they can send around. Somebody told I mean, your husband's elder sister. Far away from your house, was celebrating his son's birthday. I was calling the wife of the uh, buy this one, and when you are coming from office and come, and when she did around, there started problem, and the, the gentleman was there did nothing about it. I mean, I was saying, Auntie, she's not our wife; she's my wife. So I can tell her to do things you cannot. Period. She's a good woman, she will do things for you, but it's not your place to be commanding and be demanding. You know, there are men watching me, I believe they are not here, so I'm watching me now. They don't like what I just said now. Because somewhere in their heart, that's what they still want to do. Thank you. That when, wherever they go, she serves everybody. 
If you have been listening to me long enough as a woman and you still made this mistake, you're on your own. I have spoken at length about this. This is very important. You do not look at the man you are marrying alone. You also look at the family. Because everything going on will... Except it's a man who has taken his stand and he has detached himself. He lost his family but he has separated the two. This is very important. Yes. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Glory to God. But if as a woman also you are expecting a man to make you happy. Ideally, a woman should listen to her husband. These are things that people don't think about when they are preparing to marry. So you get home and you are trying to compete with him in authority. No matter what he says, we will be sure this instruction. Stand against anything. You know, see women, they act as if they are sent to frustrate the guy. And if you have so much love in you, and you are not able to come to your arena, you can't survive some people. It is true. Anyway, that's not my focus tonight. But have you, you've heard me. But whether anybody is going through anything, and I therefore, I, 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 I'm actually even saying that tonight, even if you created the situation yourself, if you turn to the Lord, the veil is removed. And all things will work together. The presence of God is so powerful that it will make up for any loophole and correct any mistake. It is true. What people don't do, you know, I told you one time, there was no record that Abraham actually said he was sorry. From sowing fig leaves, and that's what people do. As they begin to sing, you begin to look for ways, ways. I, I have the witness of the Spirit to say this. Some are borrowed and they are sinking in debt, and you think you can borrow your way out of borrowing. Did you get that? They begin to borrow more for more people to pay their people that they are. Don't you know that God is for you? Why don't you go to God? There is no subject matter that God considers small. What I'm about to read, we close with this one, Ephesians 4. Look at this one. What the Bible says, verse 6. Don't hesitate to carry any matter to God in the place of prayer. He's a fixer. He can fix anything. Verse 7. Sorry, Philippians 4, 7. Philippians 4, 7. This is important. No matter your thing, pray about your husband, pray about your wife, pray about your children. The Bible says, be careful for nothing. Don't sit down meditating on how strong the problem is. And don't spend time worrying about it. The Bible says, but in everything, how many things? How many things? In everything, in everything. There are relations that's not no good between you and your father. In everything. The Bible says, by prayer and supplication, we task him, let your request be made known to God. Let your request. Let your request. I. A while ago, I read about a man. I said the first argument, and it was a minor one, not a major. That happened between was four years into their marriage. And after that, for another 11 years or so, no more arguments. Why? They both decided first of all to bake themselves in the fruit of the spirits before they, they marry. 
He said there were times that he was the one losing it, trying to turn the way she not talk. The wife would just walk by the spirit. And there were times it was the wife. They would just get angry and start saying, she would just say that, dear, I know this is the carnality you're coming out now. You are already getting carnal. I'm not going to join you. I will respond to what you are saying. Other than say that, you know, I love you and I'm not willing to fight. Then the guy will go. One day, Copeland told us, hey, just because that money was just being gone, you just started. Gloria will talk, he would answer, he would join you. He went for a crusade. And we had to go for breakfast in that morning, that hotel. Just came out of the room, uh, the air, we were just doing that. I do know that happens in marriage at times. When we happen, does not just want to talk. And they got to where, I think it was a kind of buffet where they would. So, Kenneth Copeland was at the front. And they wanted to carry the tray. And he turned back, he just saw tears in Gloria. And she held the collar. And said, Ken, I just want to let you know, I have made up my mind as a Christian. I will remain a Christian in this marriage. I will love you no matter what you do. And he left him. Conviction just came over him. And he began to apologize. But you also know, because the Spirit of God was in him also. So, man, if. Or <laughs> some women, no matter what you say, that dear, you know, my husband. I know you, I, you just insult them in a boy, you know, I still love you. There will be insults on that level. <laughs> because it takes someone that the spirit has worked on to recognize the spirit at work. So they just say, oh, no, no, I think I'll carry it if I have to stop here. And he said, that, that's it. And he said, I think they both prayed that, Lord, let it be that if at all somebody wants to be, let it not be the two of us at the same time. Because no matter what, it takes two people to fight. Once the other person does not want to fight, it, the fight will not happen. If they call a boxer into the ring, and the other one just step out of it, that's the end of the fight. Because two people must agree to fight for a fight to happen. If I start kicking this brother now and I'm punching him, all of you will not call it a fight as long as he does not respond. They will say that pastor was boxing and kicking that guy. What kind of pastor is this one? But you see, if you see the two of us, and we are exchanged, then you know we are. So, to qualify it as a fight, it must be the two people in getting involved. Praying about everything. Prayer and supplication. Let your request be made known to God. Is someone blessed tonight? And the result will be that, and we know. And we know. And we know. All things work together. How did I know that we're going to pay for that venue? And we know. All the venues we have used as a church, there was not one time that we had the amount they asked for. The amount will always come as we will sign the deal and we pretend that say, we are ready to pay tomorrow. Are you ready? And then something's going to happen. But you don't do that until, if you truly know, the amount will come. But if you fake it, thou shall suffer. We know. Hallelujah. <laughs> we know. This man said, all of a sudden, he wasn't hearing again. Actually, I'll mention it because he said it publicly in camp. It's my bad boy. He said with one ear, 
and they called the doctor in Camden Church. They said there was a growth. They said, no problem, go. Said, come back after two weeks or so. And she came back and they said, your ears like that of a little child. He said, what happened? He said, when you left, I just called the one who made the hair. That's why he's at 80, still as strong as, still doing 40 day dry fasting and everything. We know all things. They give formula, they pour to some people and they are not bothered. And the doctor told the woman that your liver, this one, this one, this one, a fat, call another to that. Don't go, go there straight. He just paused and told the man that that's not true. He shocked the doctor. <laughs> Nobody has moved to me and said that's not true. And why did the man say, okay, I think something's not what he said, but that wasn't what you said before. You said I should not go and go to. Then he went to another hospital and that one said that every part of your heart is like that of a 17 year old boy. I go back to 70 something now, he's still like he was 20 years ago. What makes people to dear things like that? We know. Make the only spirit your friend. He will supply information that is not normal. They will say that you've lost this, but just be like, but we know. We know all things work together. All things work together. You can't be bothered by any issue again. All things work together. If someone leaves you and your pain does not come back, it means that somebody better is coming. All things work together. All things work together. If a believer is praying, Lord, they are telling me to don't let them sack me. If you ever receive that sack letter, it is because your time is up in that place. And something better is coming. That has been the experience of all Christians who love God and who stand by His word. All things work together. All things. All things. Hallelujah. There are people listening to me. At least I, I know about two in this place now, in this church. But because of the other person concerned, we dare not talk about them. So it doesn't look like, uh, so you are saying that your people are, <laughs> no. But I know two people here. It pained them when somebody left the relationship they were in. But you two of them are married now. If you ask them, they will choose the one they are inside a hundred times. And in both cases, the two people regretted leaving there. But it didn't look like that that time. But what I said to them that time, and they are both here in this area, I said, listen to me. All things work together. You did your best to pray that you tried to let this person be like, see, I love you, can't separate. But the person decided to go. It is because this is why those who know this also don't overbreak people. It's not necessary. If you are wrong, apologize. But if the person is insisting and saying that, then leave it. This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Power belongs to God. And God does not like it when the man is talking like God. I will do this, I will do that. You know this one I'm going to do without me, without function, I'm going to do this. That one should go. Because God will prove that when he made you, he was not there. Glory to God. You know, the threat is over and they submit to any kind of threats. Nobody can take the place of God in your life. And you must not allow it. 
Oh, let me see how you survive. If you don't pay, let me see how. Are you God? He has over 1,000 ways. The only person we can survive without is God Himself. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. I don't know why I feel like saying this. Out of the ashes, Nigeria will rise. By the time people are coming back, we have bought all the properties. <laughs> Glory to God. See, that's not the situation. <laughs> you have to travel. I have never told any member of this church, don't travel. Last week or two weeks ago, about three ushers have left to go and do my said, I have never, I prayed with all of them, and I don't use that to start preaching what I'm saying. Now that you see, there's a way that's <laughs> I don't say that. I rejoice with them, and I pray for them, and I tell that please join a church there. Join a church there. One I gave out the name of one particular church. Like I said, please join that church there. Now, I've listened to them and it's a good church. Join them. I don't I don't do that. But the truth of the matter is that don't take any steps, any major steps, without praying. It doesn't cost you anything to hear from God. Spend time with him. Let him tell you. You want to leave this job for this one? Pray. Yeah. Possibly was going to leave one hospital for another, and I saw he was weighing it for days. He was praying, and the fact that it's not about the salary. The two hospitals are great hospitals, and you know, and they kept thinking and they kept praying because we just don't make a move. You might leave a place one week to you meeting someone that will define your life, and then you leave just a week before. When you pray at times like you are planting a seed. When the address is come by the way you move. May that never happen to you. Let's rise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Is someone blessed tonight? And we know, we know, we know. We know. We know. We know. We know. You know what I know also? All your trials this month will turn to testimonies. I know that light is stronger than darkness. I know that your end is good. I know that your mistakes will not count against you. I know that the blood will cancel. I know that the grace of God covers you. I know that in His mercy He will raise you. In the name of Lift up your hands and just worship Him. Give Him praise. Give Him praise. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Oh, thank you, Father. We give you all the glory. We worship you. We magnify your name. Blessed be your name. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Remember that when I said at the mercy conference, I just saw like a flash that somebody lost something and God said was one of the... Did you hear the testimony when they read it like last Sunday, two Sundays ago? I think in one particular country uh, in Europe, the lady's brother forgot the old document, everything. And a few days after, God gave the word and they were brought back. We give God all the glory. 
after service on Sunday, I was greeting someone at the back, and I think, I think she's even at this service, but of course not for me to call out, and she told me, that you don't remember my face, when I said my husband came, we're trusting God for the future, and then I remember, and they shared the deep story with me then, and they were trusting God, looking for a child. And I just let to pray with them, and she said that this is the baby. She said, I just remember. You know, we, we don't read testimony or stress them here so that people can think we are. But there has not been any Sunday that we recorded less than five. And weekend, without, weekend, without, weekend, without, weekend, without. One of the ushers that left about 12,000 pounds was paid for her by just one person, for our master's paid. They see all these things week in, week out, week in, week out. How many people have asked me to come and pray about love given to them? How many? Sometimes we restrain ourselves looking for the but some people don't become materialistic. But it's sincere truth that we have seen the wonders of God. We've seen God at work. A lady will give back abroad, I don't know, the bill entitled me $25,000 or so in America. And she came back to Nigeria. The only worship meeting and attended, they called her that they just decided the board of that hospital that being a foreigner, they should give her own money back. And the money was sent back to her. We've seen the power of God, God doing grave and mighty things. I say to everybody here if you are stranded in any way, today, tonight in the name of Jesus Christ God breaks the door open to you and for you in your life you are flying there is speed and there is accuracy in the name of Jesus Christ thank you Heavenly Father you are empowered by the mercy of God and it falls on everything around you and everything that you do in Jesus name any kind of complication about relationship by the power of God's mercy it is solved and any kind of complication about health there is healing right now in the name of Jesus Christ somebody shout a very loud amen Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. God bless you.